What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. Hello and welcome to the DC Crossover right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. I am Mike Cerrone. That is Ben Simpson. We have our Washington Nationals preview this entire last four weeks before the opening day start. And today we have the infield preview right here on the DC Crossover where we will preview all four infield positions for the Washington Nationals. Here's the pitch. Swing and a long drive. Deep left field. Way back. This ball. A deep drive to left field. Back and gone! A walk-off grand slam for Brian Dozier. Even closer to the number of pickoff attempts. This ball hit high and deep to left field by Carter Keeboom, and this ball is gone. The 21-year-old Keeboom hits a two-run home run to left to give the Nationals a 2-1 lead. Through the win, that ball went Keeboom off the bat. There it is. Carter Keyboom. Hopefully he comes up here soon. I tell you. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely see about that. I mean, let's let's dive in. Let's dive into the infielders here. Uh, right now we're looking at the projected 2019 depth charts, projected infield oh, yeah. situation. So we'll go uh, and, and again, this could change, but as of right now, currently what I'm seeing is Ryan Zimmerman at first base. <sighs> Brian Dozier at second, Trey Turner at shortstop, and Anthony Rendon at third. Those being the starters, and then in the um, and we'll we'll dive into those individually. And then in the bench, got you know uh, uh, Matt Adams um, and Wilmer Defoe, Howie Kendrick, and then you know we'll see about guys like Spencer Keyboom and things like that. But uh, for the most part, we know definitely Carter uh, Keyboom. 
Yeah, Carter keep up, rather. Spencer's you know, yeah. lower end of the totem pole so, for the catchers. <laughs> so, Matt Adams, uh, Wilmer Defoe, Howie Kendrick, those are kind of the names that are being thrown out yeah. uh, there as far as the other kind of bench players. So, let's get into the starters here real quick. And the way this works, if you did listen to the last episode, we kind of uh, dove into the pitchers and the catchers and kind of uh, obviously there was a lot more names to cover than we will be covering here tonight. Um, but we're going to kind of go around, share some thoughts, um, kind of look at some of the projections of what these guys are, are expected to do yeah. and kind of cover that. So let's start uh, on, on one side of the diamond there with the first base position with Mike's favorite player. <laughs> and that is Ryan Zimmerman of the Washington Nationals. Um, so, you know, uh, let's re- real quick, just looking at the stats from last year. So last year, Zimmerman played in 85 games, uh, had 288 at-bats, hit 13 bombs, uh, scored 33 runs, 51 RBI, hit about 264 with a 337 on base percentage, 486 slugging, and struck out 55 times, walked 30 times. So it was a injury-shortened season for Ryan Zimmerman. Um, Obviously, was very, very slow out of the gate. Uh, didn't play much in spring training at all. Uh, and you're looking at this year having projections from what I'm seeing with a, a healthy Ryan Zimmerman. You're looking at a lot of places have him batting right around 260 um, with anywhere from 17 to 20 home runs, uh, 60, 70 RBI. I mean, they're projecting Ryan Zimmerman to have a pretty darn good season. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know about you, Mike, but I, I, I'm not seeing it um, in my eyes. I mean, Ryan Zimmerman had a tremendous 2017, obviously. Batted over 300, hit 36 bombs, was incredible. But last year, and then even looking at 2016, where he only batted 218, the year before that at 249. I mean, Ryan Zimmerman has not been that impressive of an offensive player for years besides that one really good offensive season for him there in 2017. He's at the end of his rope. Uh, I, I, I mean, this is where what you and I have been clamoring for nonstop is we would love a Ryan Zimmerman replacement at first base. Yeah. And, and Matt Adams is kind of that option uh but he'll be coming off the bench yeah no doubt about it i'm looking at fantasypros.com right here and their rankings and fantasy obviously deals with stats deals with your production that's just what it is it doesn't really deal with a lot of defense even though his defense he has a lot of good you know, i guess you could say ball picking skills because he has a third baseman background but the sole fact that ryan zimmerman's still at first base still you know regarded as one of the i guess you could say best players in the nat stuff like that I, which I think that's what people still regard him as. They see, they see the name Ryan Zimmerman. They're like, oh, great. Yeah, it's Zimmerman. Yeah, <laughs> love Zim. Like, I, I hate that. I hate it. And that's the funny thing is that according to Fantasy Pros, Ryan Zimmerman is literally out of all the teams, all the teams in the major leagues, Ryan Zimmerman, I'm still scrolling to find his name. It's pretty embarrassing. He is 36th. The best, the 36, anybody who has first base in their name. So yeah. Daniel Murphy has it. Ian Desmond have it. Uh, so you can say, quote, unquote, it's not too accurate. Um, but they have Buster Posey on here. Guys like that who, who play first base, who have actually played first base at least once or twice in their in their time. I mean, JT Rio Milmuto is, is, you know, he's not a first baseman. He's a catcher, but he can play first base. So Ryan Zimmerman still 
in the 30s. I mean, literally in the 30s for for rankings. I mean, that's just terrible. You can't go out there and say that, oh, he's going to, you know, hopefully give you that great career season. I, I hate when people say one big thing I hate when people say is, oh, we're only three years removed from an all star season or yeah. two years. Rem- yeah. Two years ago, two, yeah, two years matter. ago, I was 25 matter. years old and I was a lot in better shape at 25 than I am at 27. I mean, legit. <laughs> It's, it's, it's embarrassing for people to say stuff like that because yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, that was then. This is now. What do you expect to see now? Because last year wasn't great. I mean, do we think last year was a, was a big stretch and was a, was a crazy year for Ryan Zimmerman? No, it wasn't. So, I mean, you can say your projections, and I, and I, and I know you're not giving those projections. No. You're, you're saying what, they're, what, what they have on there. But in my opinion, it's just – it's not what every first baseman you, you you see out there. I mean, you see you know Miggy, your, your guy, Miguel Cabrera. You see guys um, like Paul Goldschmidt or Freddie Freeman, even Anthony Rizzo, Reese Hoskins, Cody Bellinger, Joey Votto. These guys, yes, they're the, the cream of the crop. Put them put, put them up there where, where they deserve to be. But the biggest thing is Ryan Zimmerman is regarded in you know like one rung lower than those guys. Where I, on average, the guy hits what twenty to twenty-five bombs a year and gets seventy-five RBIs. I mean, that's a dime a dozen nowadays. You can find a guy that can get you seventy-five RBIs. I mean, his 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 arm is is weak. I mean, again, this is how I always go when whenever we talk about Ryan Zimmerman. Sure, is I have all these reasons why, but. When you look at what he did last year, I mean, it's just it's kind of embarrassing to me. I mean, yes, he, he did have, uh, you know, a decent, uh, decent year uh, at, at, at times. But again, everyone keeps saying, oh, remember, remember that year that he had a career year not too long ago. It's like, yeah, I, I remember it. It's not an every single day situation here. I mean, every single time you look at his stats, it's like everyone tries to remember the one good year he had or the, the one time that he that he hit. 300 or the one time he had had that walk off oh they call him mr walk off and all this other kind of crap i'm going on a rant here but no no that's it's fine. it's funny because yes last year he did hit you know 265 okay that's kind of where he's at in his wheelhouse because before that 300 season he had one of his worst seasons at 218 okay so you can't say oh he's two years removed from hitting 300 well he's three years removed from hitting 200 so it's like Right there, the average right there is basically, I mean, 218 to 300. That's around 260, something like that. So, again, like I said, in his wheelhouse. But last year, missed games. I mean, his injury history is there. I mean, 2015, 2014, he only played 61 and 95 games. If you can't play 100 games out of 162, that's a problem. And if you can't rely on him, you have to have a backup, and that's why we got Matt Adams. So let's go position by position, talk about Matt Adams right now, unless you're not done with Ryan Zimmerman. No, no, I mean, just my last thoughts is just Ryan Zimmerman is is probably the weakest part of this lineup um, that I see for for, for this team. (laughs) I mean, rant a little bit. (laughs) I just, for this infield, I mean, just Matt Adams just is the guy, or excuse me, Ryan Zimmerman is just the guy that I just don't, uh, I I just don't really believe in him as a hitter, and I, I definitely think that, you know, if if your Not team's if your yeah, there you go. If your team's and you're looking at the Nats, you're looking at that first base spot, and you're going, man, what are these guys doing? I mean, again, Ryan Zimmerman is not a really premier talent um, anymore. 
And then, you know, just remembering the fact that he used to be the third baseman. He was the everyday third baseman and that he couldn't do that anymore. So they moved him to first base. And he's really at the tail end of his career in my eyes. And this will probably likely be the last season um, for Ryan Zimmerman of the Washington Nationals because this is the last year of his contract. So he knows it and the Nats pretty much know it. that This is kind of his swan song probably. Um, He he might end up on a team in the AL and as a DH or something like that. But... um, so that, that brings us to, like, who you mentioned as far as Matt Adams. So Matt Ab- Adams was, was kind of a under-the-radar uh, signing uh, for the Nats because they had him last year, and then he went to St. Louis, uh, back to St. Louis, really, and now he's come back to uh, the Nationals here this year. And this is a guy who has had back-to-back 20 home run seasons um, and put up 50-plus RBIs, and last year in 2018, uh, batted the, the average kind of went down when he got to St. Louis that last like month of the season. Yeah. He didn't hit that well, um, kind of so skewed. So he finished at 240, but 21 bombs, 57 RBI. Um, strikeouts aren't necessarily where you'd want it, but th- this is a big lefty bat that I'm very excited about. If I'm, uh, you know, if I'm the Washington Nationals, is having this guy be able to come off the bench and. God, I hope they work him more into the starting lineup as much as possible because I think and the projections have him hitting pretty well this season. I'm very excited about him. Good glove, good bat. Um, you'd like to have the lefty power. I'm tired, of, you know, especially now that this lineup is so staggered, which is kind of neat where you have guys like Juan Soto as a lefty and, and have uh, Matt Adams working his way in there. I really like that opportunity. So I'm a big Matt Adams fan. Same. <clears throat> I would like to see him a lot more. Um Moving into the second base position. Let me, let, let oh, me yeah, just, sure, let me, sure. Let me just address the Matt Adams thing real quick. When you're looking at comparisons, the at-bats are almost the exact same for how they did. And obviously you said I mean, a little, little, little skewed when he went to back to, to St. Louis. But overall, for a guy who doesn't hit for average, I mean, his stats are pretty on par with Ryan Zimmerman because Ryan Zimmerman only has about 18 less at-bats, which is about, eh, I would say, maybe four or five games or so. Um, but literally, it's it, it's it's staggering because of the sole fact that when you're looking at it, the, the bombs, he has eight more bombs. I mean, he has six more RBIs. I mean, it, it, it's it's just something that you look at for a guy who doesn't hit for average and that's playing basically a backup role. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy to see something like that because his on base percentage is almost on par with Ryan Zimmerman, a starter in this league. So honestly, I think that Matt Adams re-signing him was a huge deal yeah. for Mike Rizzo. So going on to the second baseman, as you said. Yeah, so uh, another big signing the Nats made is, is bringing in Brian Dozier, um, who right now they're projecting as the everyday starting uh, second baseman because before that, you kind of had this situation where it looked like it was going to be kind of a platoon with yeah. uh, with Howie Kendrick and, and Wilmer Defoe and kind of who was going to necessarily... There was really no one guy that was going to take over that position yeah, um, sure. right off the bat. So now you bring in Brian Dozier and you give him likely the opportunity to start um, as the everyday second baseman for the Nats. And Dozier is a guy that you know has been pretty solid over the past couple seasons. I mean, last year wasn't great for him, but 2017 and 2016 really were. I mean, this is t- we're talking about, and it's funny, obviously we don't want to go too far removed because as we talked about with Ryan Zimmerman, yeah, you can't start delving in too, too many years past and expect that to uh, perform now. Yeah. But Brian Dozier is a guy that still even... Uh, even with last year hitting only 215, he still hit 21 bombs, hit 72 RBI, stole seven, uh, 12 bases, um, and walked 70 times. I mean, he still had a, a pretty decent season, and they're kind of betting that Brian Dozier will bounce back average-wise um, and, and have a good uh, season there at second base. And keep in mind, I mean, Daniel Murphy, great, uh, great hitter, not a great glove. 
kind of was a defensive liability. Um, and, and now you've got Brian Dozier, who does have a pretty good glove. And then as far as on the bench side of things, you have um, a few other guys here in, in Wilmer Defoe and Howie yeah. Kendrick. Kendrick's hurt right now. Utility guys. Yeah, but utility guys. Um, Kendrick should be back by opening day. We'll see. Not that they necessarily need him yeah. on opening day. But Wilmer Defoe, let's let's dive into Wilmer Defoe and, and Howie Kendrick real quick, Mike. Okay. Cause, um so Kendrick was one of these signings that really, really played well for the Nats and was kind of a surprise uh, how good he was for them until the, the injury and then him having to sit the rest of the year. Um, and so, so Kendrick is a guy I'm excited about because he's a guy that can play a lot of different positions. He can play in the outfield. He can play in the infield. He's got a good bat. He, a veteran presence. I mean, he's a real talent. Yeah. Wilmer Defoe on the other side of things is a guy that just – He's been around here now on the, on this team for the last four or five seasons, and you're still kind of waiting. Okay, you know, he's played pretty strong, but when is this guy really fully necessarily going to break out? Um, you know, last year getting most at-bats he's had in his career. Oh, yeah. Hit 230, you know, 42 <laughs> RBI. Your reaction, I mean, obviously this is a podcast, but your reaction sets it all. Yeah, I mean, 10 stolen bases. I mean, these are okay numbers. These aren't everyday his starting ti- His base title numbers. is a is a is a – a reliable backup. Exactly. I mean, that's that's I kind of all best. you're going to get out of him. So, you know, uh, I, I'm so happy that we have Dozier as your starting second baseman, um, as your everyday guy there, and not have to worry about, okay, which day is Davey going to give Wilmer the start or, or Kendrick the start, or how is that going to work? Now we yeah. know, all right, Dozier's the guy. We've got some good backups behind there because with baseball – People are bound to get hurt. Yep. Um, so this is I, I kind of like the situation at second base. Yeah, no doubt about. I mean, I, I mean, when you're looking at Brian Dozier, it's kind of hard to talk about him because of the sole fact that you know he hasn't played for us, and last yeah. year his average was down. But they're, they're banking on him to have a you know it's it's a team friendly contract, and it's a it's a situation where you bring in a veteran, kind of like a Howie Kendrick. Who can can hit the baseball and, yeah. and you know he he pretty much averages honestly I'm gonna put it this way he kind of averages uh, Zim like I mean numbers on offense even though his average is a little bit better than Zim's for the most part uh, in, in certain cases but literally yeah when you go down and, and you you look at it uh, further like you were mentioning uh, like I said I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you know Dozier kind of off off the rails kind of you you gotta watch out for him because it's either gonna have a bad year or he's gonna have a, a or an uprising year where he gets back to his his normal uh, being I guess you could say but looking like you said Wilmer Defoe uh, great utility guy. Like if someone needs a rest in the infield, Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, or whatever, they can rework the system uh, where he can go in there and you know bat seventh, eighth, whatever it may be, right? Sure, for the pitcher. And and you know it's it, to, you know his average two thirty or whatever. Like you said, I don't really care about that because like you said, he's not an everyday guy. Because now, especially having Dozier there, Howie Kendrick is going to be the guy that can come in there off the bench and be that first guy up. Uh, and have that first guy mentality uh, because he hits over 300 almost every single time yeah. uh, he, he goes out there for a season. Obviously, the Achilles was a pretty bad situation this year. But overall, I think second base, I uh, don't really have to worry about that because if you look at the platoon, quote-unquote, you want to you call it, that's the more loaded position out of all of them, uh, to say the least. But, I mean, overall, Brian Dozier, I think he's going to have a little bit of a bounce-back year. If he doesn't, you know, no harm, no foul. We still got a lot of guys, which, again, next week we're going to talk about the outfield and our whole entire overview uh, as a whole for the season preview and give our predictions. But 
We got the young guys in Robles and Soto, Turner, even Rendon, who Rendon is pretty much, uh, besides not, not including the pitchers, I think Rendon is pretty much the face of the, the, face of the franchise right now uh, because of his long locks, uh, like I've said in different <laughs> episodes. Uh, uh, you know, he's got the long hair. I, I think he still does. I don't know. Um, but was, you heard him in our intro. One of the best guys out there, and one of the reasons they didn't re-sign Harper is because they want Rend- Rendon. Uh, for the long haul, but overall, yeah. second base. Um, over, I mean, if you want to give it a, a like a school school grade, I'll, I'll give that like a like a solid B. I wouldn't yeah. give it anything too I, I, too crazy. I think it, it is still kind of a position by committee because we have multiple. Uh, the Nats have multiple guys that are, are possibly going to play that position, but for the most part, it should be Dozier's uh, job. Um, and then we'll kind of see how they can work in those other guys. Yeah. Moving over to the other side of, of second base, the shortstop position, and Trey Turner. So Trey Turner is one of those guys who, again, kind of. Caught the league on fire in, in 2016, yeah. where he you know batted over 300 and hit 13 bombs and you know really performed well. Next year, 2017, pretty strong season as well. Hit close to 300, um, got 45 RBI. The power numbers weren't really there. He only hit 11 bombs. Um, and then last year, playing pretty much every day. I'm pretty sure last year I remember that every, being some yeah. sort of stat that he played every single game. Was it him and who, who else played every single day? I thought it was two guys. I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, it might have been, but it was definitely, Trey was definitely one of them because. Um, I want to say Harper, but I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was either. Um, Anyways, <laughs> maybe maybe Rendon, but I don't remember Rendon. I'm gonna look hurt. it up. But I mean, I, all I know is Trey Turner got 664 at bats last season, which is a lot. Yeah. Um, you're you're usually lucky if you can get you know uh, 500 uh, or so, and then he you know 664 at bats, 19 bombs, 73. Harper played RBI. 159. Sorry about okay, that. Okay, gotcha. Um, 43 stolen bases for Trey Turner. Um, you know, the strikeouts were a little high last year. Struck out 132 times. You yeah. would hope that that goes down. But for the most part, for your shortstop position, this is a really good uh, option for the Washington Nationals to have a young guy like Trey Turner that you got in this trade, this the San Diego trade, where he was kind of thrown in there as a player to be named later. Was it and San he Diego was, or Colorado? It was the, it was the three-team trade. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, it was a three-team trade uh, and uh, where they got, what, Joe Ross involved in that as well at the time. and yeah. uh, so But Trey Turner was like the player to be named and was given to the Nats. And this is a guy that's just flourished um, under the Washington Nationals. At times, he shows his youth where he'll make some stupid mistakes um, or he'll swing at some bad pitches. That's why the strikeout numbers are there. But for the most part, the trade-off is you've got a guy that could steal every single time he gets on the base paths, which is an element that the Nats don't really have a ton of of a lot of base stealers. Now you've got him and Robles who are just speed demons. Um, Pretty good arm at shortstop. Pretty good glove as well. Um, and then the bat. The bat is good. I mean, he does have the capability of hitting bombs. He hit 19 last year. I'm hoping he gets to around that mark here this season. 19 or 20 home runs. Gets 70-plus RBI. And then could, he could go for stealing you know, 50 bases maybe. I mean, this, this, is, a, this is a really neat... Um, option for the Nats at the shortstop position. I really hope he stays healthy and is able to put together a whole nother full season. Yeah. No, yeah, no doubt. I mean, literally, when you're looking at his career stats right now, I mean, he's still young. I mean, the guy's, what, 25 years old? I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, him and Rendon are in their mid to late 20s, and you have the Ro- Robles and, uh, and Soto combination in the outfield. I mean, you got the, a really young core here uh, to, to build off of, especially now that Harper's gone. But his career stats, obviously, uh, 2017 and 2016 were not uh, 100 games or more, um, but you got a real big sample size last year from his first full season in the majors. So 
I think, honestly, when you're looking at uh, you know last year and kind of use that as a kind of a cornerstone uh, towards his career stats, right now, Ben, I mean, his career stats show out of the 360 games that he's played, a little over two seasons worth, uh, I mean, 289 average, I'll take that all day. I mean, that's yeah. that's legit what Anthony Rendon does is, is 285 and above. And if you can have something like that, I'll take 275 and above uh, any day uh, from your starting shortstop. Then if you got someone who, again, said, uh, I mean, people were saying out there that he could possibly steal upwards of 70-plus bases this season and be on the Billy Hamilton type of, type of situation in sure. Cincinnati, uh, someone like that that you got to look at as well. Um, and maybe a, a, a D Ford or is it D Ford? D, yeah, D Ford, right? What's no, his name? Uh, D, no, no, it's not D Ford. Not D, who's D, D Gordon. Who's D Ford? D Gordon. D Ford might be a football player. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right, because we talked about him the other day. Yeah. The, and the, okay. Yeah, yeah no, so, you're thinking of D Gordon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, D yeah. Gordon. Yeah. No, no, I know what you His mean. name is D. Yeah. He's a letter. Yeah. Um, so basically, <laughs> you got to look at those kind of those kind of situations where sure. if you can have him be on that situation, I mean, obviously he's a lot better than Billy Hamilton because Billy Hamilton's a speed guy and he's. That's pretty much it. That's his, that's his game, his speed. Sure. So if you can have a guy that goes out there and hits, you know, 15 to 20 home runs, get you 75 RBIs and, and 55, 60 steals, I'll take that all day because of the sole fact that you know, use him where he's best at. And that's what I, I've been hearing is, especially once uh, the, the station, the DC Sports Talk, 167 The Fan, was down there interviewing Mike Rizzo and Davey and all these guys talking about that. They were saying – this year, it's going to be a little bit different because they don't have the whole entire Harper hype and all this kind of stuff to the point where they can start focusing on other players and not focusing on the Harper contract or yeah. are, are they going to you know play well today because if are Harper going to – all this kind of stuff, all, the, all that kind of drama that they had in the past. So now if you're focusing on Trey Turner, I think if he goes out there and gives you an above-average season, he doesn't have to go out there and hit you 100 RBIs. That's not his game, especially if he's hitting leadoff, which – Probably I've been hearing that he's going to do, but we'll have to see about that as well. But honestly, like I said, if he goes out there and hits you 15 to 20 home runs, 75 to 80 RBIs possibly, and then gets you you know a ton of stolen bases and the strikeout number goes down, I mean, that, that's a number that you will take. Yeah, because here's the whole thing. I mean, and you brought up his name earlier, Carter Keyboom. So this is the guy that is a stud, and the Nats are looking at as the future um, yeah. at either the shortstop or the second base position. So you got to think the long-term plan is to possibly either move Carter at second base. Um, right now at, they're saying they're training. I saw an article yeah. that said they're training him at second base. Yeah, because the goal is, I mean, yeah, I mean, Brian Dozier is not a long-term fix at the second base position. He's not going to be the second baseman for the next you know decade. Um, he's just kind of the, the temporary fix now. Um, so you got to think eventually trying to have a – just imagine the tandem up the middle of Trey Turner and Carter Keboom. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's some speed. That's power. I mean, that's, uh, you know, obviously – uh, Acuna and Albies for for uh, the Braves. You know, people you know hype up that their their combo there, but uh, you know this is just as impressive, if not more, if Carter Keboom can make it there. So you know we're not going to focus too much on Keboom right now because he's not going to be there yet. Yeah. Um, I, I expect him to get called up, obviously at some point this season. Um, but I sent it to you, but yeah. the the update for him in the my, or in spring training this year, he's actually leading the Nats. In hits, I believe, mm-hmm. um, possibly. He also played a little bit more games, obviously, than other people. But sure. he's hitting 290. His OBP is 370. Yeah. Okay. Has five walks. He has nine RBIs, three home runs. And in that, that yeah. intro that we had, actually, he had another home run later in that game, both off your guy, Justin, Justin Verlander. Verlander. Yeah. And he also has three 
doubles. So overall, uh, the guy in 19 games hitting 290, you'll take that as well. But as you were saying, yeah. So we'll just kind of see how that plays out. But for now, Trey Turner starting for him later. <laughs> starting shortstop. Um, this I'm excited for another season with him. Um, again, a, a terrific option there. Uh, and then rounding out this infield, Anthony Rendon, Tony Two Bags. This All is day. the guy that um, you know stat geeks love because he just puts up fantastic numbers and he doesn't get any credit for it. I mean, we're talking a guy that's coming off of a season in 2018 where he batted 308, hit 92 RBIs, 24 bombs, scored 88 times, on base percentage was 374, slugging 535, OPS 909, and then walked 55 times and only struck out 82. I mean, he's a stat machine, yep. and he's only been getting better every single season. And it's funny because if you follow his stats every year, um, you know, you, you see that growth. And, and literally the past two seasons, he's put up 192 RBIs combined in 2018 and 2017. I mean, those yeah, are good. crazy numbers. Um, for, so, for, especially for, for a down Rondon. team last year. Exactly. And so, so Anthony Rendon is the guy that just they, he's not talked about as much as Nolan Arenado. He doesn't necessarily – he still has a great defensive glove. Um, but, you know, you don't necessarily see Anthony Rendon highlights left and right. He's a quiet guy. He's not a big guy in the media. Um, that's why, yeah, I mean, I'd like for him to be the face of the franchise, but he just doesn't even want that title of a title. He doesn't talk. <laughs> uh, you, you, it's hard to even remember what he's his voice mute. sounds like. Yeah. Um, but he will quietly go about his business and just put up stats yeah. on the board. I mean, I, I love having and, – and, and as you, you brought it up earlier in that, you know, part of the reason, I mean, the Nats were okay with letting Bryce walk is the fact – is if uh, they could re-sign Anthony Rendon. And Rendon is a Scott Boris client, so you don't really necessarily know. Scott, most of the time, Scott Boris clients don't re-sign uh, or sign an extension – in the middle of the season, but then again, Steven Strasburg did, and he's a Scott Boris client, so you know that's an outlier there. So, uh, my hope is the Nats can tidy up Rendon's contract here before the season ends, not have to have him go to free agency, get that done, lock up the man, pay the man his money. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing is the money they saved with Harper. Now they can just throw it and like legit, just like you know, cornhole it right to his 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 bank account. That's, that's yeah. underneath the hole in the cornhole game. Yeah, I mean he's not going to get Harper money. Yeah. Yeah. But he's gonna make he's gonna he's gonna get paid. Yeah, and fantasypros.com they have Anthony Rendon ranked as the seventh best third baseman. I thought it might be a little higher than that, but still third base is stacked in the yeah. league uh, this year. Jose Ramirez, yeah. Nolan Arenado, Alex Bregman, Manny Machado, Javi Baez, who I think they should be a lot higher than I mean, I think he should be better than Javi Baez, but still, you know, that's that's my own opinion, but Baez is kind of like a utility guy. All yeah, the problem with the fantasy rankings is it's purely offensive numbers. Yeah. And when when reality you and I are looking at it as, you know, cuz Anthony Rendon is a better defender than a lot of those guys on that list. Exactly. Um and yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, uh, I, especially now that Manny Machado is over in the National League, so we're going to get to see him some more um, at third base as well because he's not going to be at shortstop. He's going to be at third base. So uh, Rendon, in my eyes, you know, you think of some of the best third basemen in the National League with yeah. uh, Machado now, Anthony Rendon, Nolan Arenado. I mean, it's a fun position to watch. And, oh, yeah. and man, we are lucky to see... Anthony Rendon go out day in and day out and play. I mean, you heard in the highlights, what, that 5-for-5 game or 6-for-6 game or whatever? I mean, that was unbelievable um, to watch as a fan. So, yeah, I I think 
Anthony Rendon really anchors this infield yep. as far as offense and defense. And I think, you know, Trey Turner's and him on that left side. Zimmerman, God, hopefully we don't have that too much longer. And then uh, at second base position with Ryan Dozier. It's it's an interesting infield, to yeah. say the least. Think, think how pumped we are for this season. But think how pumped we are going to be, at least for me, how pumped I am going to be for next season when Ryan Zimmerman's not on the team anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, and that's going to be the thing is now, now because of Ryan Zimmerman's contract coming off the books, because he's you're getting owed a lot of money. And that's the thing is that with him coming off the books, you got these young guys and, and with Anthony Rendon getting signed and all this kind of stuff possibly in the future. The big thing is, who are they going to sign at first base? Now, that's going to yeah. be fun because we've always heard, like, oh, who are they going to get for, you know, you know, filling in at second base or whatever. Think about next year, though. Carter Keyboom coming up, possibly playing second base. Yeah. Trey Turner, third base. Anthony Rendon, third base. And then all of a sudden, first base, you bring in somebody like, uh, I mean, you're not going to get, like, a Freddie Freeman or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah. you're going to get someone that's, that's, that's up there, Hopefully which is going to be somebody up pretty there, intense. Yeah. But my thoughts real quick on sure. Anthony Rendon is the reliability because 2015, a little outlier season eight only 80 games played half the year and 13 his first uh league in the big years or, or in, in the big leagues you can't really you know go on that but 153 games in 14 156 and 16 147 and 17 and 136 so it did go down a little bit uh, mm-hmm. as of late but still 136 games out of 162 it's pretty damn good because every everyone needs needs a day here and there um but the biggest thing is obviously if you have like like a like a ding or something here and there you might need a week off something like that so that's why some of those numbers are skewed but still 136 games is a, is a, is a hell of a ton especially with over 500 at bats the last three seasons but they, like you said it, it, it's crazy to see his average go up from three from uh, 270 in 16, where he played 156 games, to all the way up to 308, and he had 301 the year prior to that as well. And his OBP was 400, which is pretty damn good as well. But honestly, like I said before with Trey Turner, if you can give me 25 bombs, he's not a bomb guy. They, this is the whole thing about the Nats this year. Is that let, let, let's briefly talk about sure. their, their 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 change in uh, in uh, uh, style, I guess you could say. Their identity in their style is going to be hitting for average on the offensive end. The, the defense isn't really going to change too much. Obviously, Victor Robles is going to be an upgrade. Uh, Michael Taylor is still one of the best guys, uh, at least at the position in the entire league, even though he's a backup. But the, the biggest thing you have to look at is on the offensive end, they're going to be hitting for average. They're not going to be hitting for power. They're not going to be getting home runs uh, left and right. The, I mean, the biggest guy you might see get maybe close to 30 home runs, Anthony Rendon, and because the last couple of years he's gotten 24 and 25. So you can't really see a guy out there like a Paul Goldschmidt or anything like that that are going to go out there and hit 35 bombs, and that, that's going to be your, your bright spot in the entire thing. This team is built on pitching, and it's built on station to station. Me and you have talked about this when we're coaching and stuff like that. You play station to station. You go base to base. And that's why I heard Mike Rizzo say the same thing on uh, 106.7 The Fan. He went out there and said, legit this is our mentality now is we're not going to get the big bombs we're not going to get the three run home runs we're not going to wait for that and that's what he's talked to Davey about too because Davey being in his second uh, year they, they even said that he thinks that Davey thought too much of his players that the, the, the players yeah. had too much IQ in the game where he didn't have to do too much and, and everyone's been saying that because now you got Robles you got Soto you got Turner still young uh, Rendon who's a savvy veteran at this point and I mean a bunch of other guys where 
you know, you're bringing in some veterans to, uh, especially Dozier, who I've heard is great in the locker room, by the way. Um, it, it, you're bringing these guys in to help these younger guys, but Davey needs to be the big man on campus. He needs to be the guy in charge because you are the manager. You're the one who manages the game with the bullpen and all, and all of the yep. things uh, that go along with the decisions during the ball game. So in this situation, I think that if they just hit for average, they go station to station, you know, if, and if Rizzo said it best. He said, if we got a guy on second with no outs, we have to get him in. If we don't do it just like they did last year, because I was countless, I mean, countless times I was frustrated where you get a leadoff double by, you know, whoever it is, Trey Turner, and all of a sudden he doesn't score. You got one of the fastest guys in the league and you can't get him in there. I don't care if, I said it even myself, I don't care if it's Harper, I don't care if it's Ryan Zimmerman, I don't care if it is, bunt the guy over to third. Runs matter. That's what it is. Like, okay, you're not going to get a leadoff double every single time. So if you hit station to station, uh, in, in, in that sense, if you don't know what that means, it basically means go from base to base, get singles instead of home runs. Basically, that's why that's my mentality in this situation. But overall, going back to Anthony Rendon, because I'm getting off track here. No, that's fine. I think that it's going to be a big year for him. If he can stay healthy and play for at least 140 games, I mean, 22 games is, is not a big deal. But if he can stay healthy for 144, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that all day with his numbers. Yeah, I agree. I, I think if, if he can stay healthy, he gives the Nats a great uh, – He's as we mentioned, he's the lone power guy, really, yeah. in that in that group. Um, now you got to do have Matt Adams, who you hopefully can hit more than 20 bombs, too. So we'll see how it plays out. But for the most part, I'm, I'm happy with this infield. I like the options there. The first base position is the one big question mark for me. Um, second base as well, you're not entirely sure too much. But the left side of the infield, shortstop third base, is all set. Um, second base, we kind of know it's going to be a committee in first base. Who knows what sort of Ryan Zimmerman we're going to see show up out of camp. No doubt about it right there, Mr. Simpson. Ryan Zimmerman playing first base. Brian Dozier with a platoon of Howie Kendrick and Wilmer Defoe also playing second base. Your shortstop, Trey Turner, your third baseman, Anthony Rendon for the Washington Nationals of 2019. For Ben Simpson, I am Mike Cerrone saying so long yet again. Another preview in the books of the 2019 Washington Nationals. Come on back, everybody. Next week, the outfield on deck.